0: Welcome to In Case You Mythed It, the podcast about the myths and legends of the world that you probably didn't hear about in school. I'm your host, Carl Gage. Seeing as it is now well and truly the holiday season, I thought it would be fitting to tell a story about Christmas. Then I realized that most people already know most of the stories about Christmas, so I looked to a story that happens to take place at Christmas time: The Icelandic story of Grettir the Strong and Glam the Revenant. This story is one episode in the much longer tale called Grettis Saga in Icelandic, or the Saga of Grettir the Strong, in English. The full story tells of the life of the titular Grettir, a very strong Icelandic man whose quick temper belies his noble soul. His deeds are numerous and varied, from being outlawed from Iceland to fending off a horde of Vikings in Norway, to accidentally burning things down. It's a very good, very exciting story. This episode comes at about the midpoint of the saga, chapters 32 through 35 of the English version, available on sagadb.org. I will cover more about Grettir himself in a little bit when he actually arrives in the story. But first, the setup. Over a thousand years ago, on the island of Iceland, there lived a man named Thorhall. Thorhall was known as a good man and a decent member of the community, and despite not being a clan chief, was quite wealthy. The source of his wealth was cattle, and it was said that he had the most cattle of anybody in Iceland. Thorhall had a wife, Gudrun and a son and daughter, called Grim and Thurid, respectively, who were nearly adults. They all lived at a place called Thorhallstead. Though Thorhall was himself an honest and good man, he had a very hard time getting a shepherd that would stay for their full term of employment. This is because Thorhalsted was haunted, and the shepherds were driven off in fear. The details of the hauntings are unclear, but it was bad enough to scare Icelanders, a famously unflappable people. They are Norse, after all. So Thorhall, fed up with the situation, went to the Althing that summer. The Althing was a meeting of all of the leaders of the people of Iceland, at which laws and other business would be voted on in a manner that is quite democratic for the 10th century. The point is, all of the wisest people in Iceland were there. At the Althing, Thorhall met Skapti, a lawman and general advice giver, who was said to be better at his job than his father had been. When Skapti heard of Thorhall's problem, he gave him this advice. He told him of a man named Glam, who had come from Sweden the previous year, and who, though not very bright, was very big and strong and quite fearless. Skapti told Thorhall to hire Glam to be his shepherd. Thorhall agreed, saying that you don't need to be very smart if you are good at watching your flock. Thorhall went straight away to find Glam and hire him. Glam was indeed a very large man, not very handsome to look at, and with gray eyes and hair the color of a wolf's. Glam, it turned out, was a fan of watching over sheep and cattle, and was willing to work for Thorhall, though he warned that he had a violent temper if he felt slighted. He asked Thorhall why he had come so far to find a shepherd, and Thorhall confessed that his home was supposedly haunted. Glam responded, saying, Such bugs will not scare me, for life seems much less irksome to me thereby. In other words, the medieval Icelandic equivalent of, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. After the summer ended, Glam arrived at Thorhallstead. Immediately, most of the household took a dislike to the huge, headstrong, and uncouth man. Thorhall's wife, Gudrun, especially hated him. Perhaps most notable was that he never went to church, and shunned the sound of church singing. But Glam was a good shepherd, the flock was kept safe, and all the animals would obey him and come when he called. He took no heed of the supposed haunting, and for a while everything was going fine. Everything changed on the night before Yule, when Glam came into the house demanding meat. Gudrun protested, as no Christian is to eat meat on the night before Yule. Glam laughed at her, saying that, in his view, Iceland was no better than it had been before Christianity had come, and indeed it may be worse than when the Icelanders were pagan. Not wanting things to escalate further, she gave the man some meat, but said that bad things would happen to him that night. That night a great snowstorm swept through the land. The wind howled, snow pelted everything, a mist made it impossible to see, and it grew worse as night fell. Glam did not return to Thornholstead that night. The next morning, when the storm had passed, a search party was organized for Glam. They found the sheep all over the landscape, wandering in the cold and snow. The searchers came to a clearing where it seemed a great fight had taken place. Rocks were strewn around, tree branches were broken, and the dirt had been turned up. A little beyond this they found Glam. Very much dead, he was blue and seemed to be larger than he had been in life. The men all shivered at the sight of him, and then attempted to move his body to the church for burial. But he was so heavy that they could not get him very far that night. They told Thorhall what they had found, and when he asked what had killed the shepherd, they told him that they had seen gigantic footprints stumbling away from the scene before ending at a rock wall that was splattered with blood. It was agreed by all that Glam had likely been attacked by whatever had been haunting the farm but had managed to destroy it at the cost of his own life. On the second day, the men went out with horses to try and move Glam, but fared little better. On the third day, they brought the priest, but found that Glam's body was missing. After walking the priest back to town, they found that Glam's corpse had reappeared. Deciding that something supernatural was likely afoot, the men decided not to try and move him any more, and buried Glam's body in the spot where it was laying. But not long later... It became clear that Glam was not a restful corpse, and he was seen wandering around the countryside, causing havoc. In particular, he seemed to enjoy scaring people by running on their roofs, threatening to break them with his great weight. The farmstead was nearly deserted, as most people fled from the revenant and his spooky doings. The place gained a reputation for the hauntings, and by spring almost nobody would ever ride up into the general area of Thorhalstead, unless they had a very good reason. Fed up with the situation yet again, Thorhall went in midsummer to find a new shepherd. He hired a man by the name of Thorgaut, a strong, kind man who laughed at the idea of dangerous undead. When he arrived in the autumn, he took care of the sheep and was well-liked by everybody who remained at the house. And then, on the day before Yule, as he prepared to go out to tend the flock, Thorhall's wife asked him not to go, as it had been precisely one year since Glam's death. Thorgaut laughed saying that it would be newsworthy indeed if he did not come back. As it turns out, Thor Gaut did not come back that night. Thorhall attempted to get a search party from the church that evening, but nobody would go out into the dark. The next morning, a group of men went out to Glam's cairn on a hunch. There they found Thor Gaut's body, his neck broken and all of his bones smashed. They took him to the church with ease, where he was buried, and his spirit never troubled anybody after that. But Glam became more violent, attacking people who stayed out at night. Before long everybody had fled the area, leaving only Thorhall, his wife, and the elderly Neatherd, a servant who tends to cows. One morning Gudrun went out to milk the cows, and came running back screaming about some kind of commotion in the cowshed. Thorhal investigated, and found that the cows were affected with madness, goring one another with their horns. In the hayloft, he found the loyal old Neatherd, very much dead, his back broken as if over an anvil. That night, Thorhall and Gudrun fled immediately, taking only what they could carry and leaving everything else, including the cattle, which Glam killed. They did not return until the summer. Nobody would go to Thorhallstead for any reason after that. Not with horse or hound, for the animals would be killed. The revenant Glam then wandered the region, destroying farms as he went. And now we finally reach the point where the hero of the story arrives. Grettir Asmundsson, better known as Grettir the Strong, had already had an eventful life. As a teenager, he had been an outlaw banished from Iceland after killing a man. He had sailed the North Atlantic with a fishing boat, been shipwrecked, become a guard for a Norwegian landlord, fought and beaten a Barrow White, like from Lord of the Rings, gotten a cool sword, and a bunch of other wild things. But at this point, he was back in Iceland, being something of a wayward soul, doing deeds and fighting people who needed fighting. He never saw a challenge that he backed down from, and his strength was renowned. So he came to a town a little way from Thorhallstead, and stayed with his cousin Jokul, a fisherman with a reputation for strength himself. While with his cousin, Grettir heard news of the undead Glam, and the havoc he was causing, and listened intently, asking questions of anybody who knew anything. When Jokul asked if Grettir was thinking of going to face Glam, he admitted that he was. An undead creature that can break the bones of cows seemed like just the kind of challenge for him to match himself against. When Jokul warned that it was better to deal with men than supernatural entities, Grettir responded, Woe is before one's own door when it is already inside one's neighbor's, which I find to be a good sentiment, and he rode off. Grettir came to Thorhallstead and asked Thorhall if he could stay there for the night. Thorhall welcomed the guest kindly, but warned that there may be trouble, and even if Grettir survived, his horse likely would not. Grettir replied that horses were easy to find if need be. They put Grettir's horse inside a strong house, and Grettir stayed with Thorhall for a night. That night, for the first time in a long time, nothing happened no stomping on the roof, no bashing open of the door, and the horse was safe and sound in the morning. Grettir decided to stay another night. The second night, all seemed fine, until they went to check the horse. The building the horse had been placed in had been broken, and the horse had been dragged out. They found it with all its bones broken. Thorhall warned Grettir to leave, but Grettir shook it off, saying that he wanted to see Glam with his own eyes at least, as payment for his horse. On the third night, Grettir did not go to sleep when his host did, but stayed awake, sat down by the door inside the house. All of the lamps were left lit so that he could see his enemy. Gretir had positioned himself beneath a large piece of fabric in such a way that he could not be seen, and had braced himself against one of the wooden beams of the house. For a long time he sat there, and nothing happened. Then suddenly the door of the house was smashed open, the hinges breaking from the frame. Gretir did not move, but waited. Next, a great stamping came from the roof, as Glam returned to his old ways. The whole house shook and the rafter threatened to break beneath the undead creature. When the stomping ceased, Gretir heard Glam come down from the roof, his heavy footfalls coming closer to the smashed door. And then Glam stuck his head into the house to look around, and for the first time Gretir saw his horrible face. It was gigantic, blue, and bloated, swollen and nasty, to the point that it no longer resembled the face of a man. Glam entered the house and drew himself up to his full, massive height. He began searching around, looking for any living thing that dared exist within the home. Before long, Glam saw the bundle of cloth the cloth that was Gretir, and he went to grab it. As Glam pulled at the cloth, Grettir braced himself further, and for a time the two were locked that way, Gretir holding himself against the house while the massive zombie tugged at him. Finally the cloth gave way and tore off of Gretir. For a moment, the two stared at the torn cloth in Glam's hand. Then Gretir charged with a great yell. He hurled himself at Glam with all his might, catching him around the midsection in an attempt to knock him on his back. But Glam did not move. The icy cold, dead flesh did not give, but stayed solid, as if a person had attempted to tackle an oak tree. Glam laughed an evil laugh and grabbed at Gretir. He caught him and attempted to drag him to the door. Grettir had a feeling that Glam would have a great advantage outside and managed to slip free. The two fought, wrestling and pummeling one another for a long time, their battle breaking everything in the house. But Grettir began to tire as he was just an ordinary, if strong, man, while Glam had the supernatural strength of the undead. Glam grabbed Grettir once again and attempted to drag him outside. Grettir braced his feet against a protruding board and tugged back at Glam. When Glam gave another mighty heave, Grettir executed a maneuver, releasing the board, and instead putting his energy into launching himself in the direction Glam was pulling. Glam was unprepared for the sudden change in momentum, and lost his balance as Grettir hit him. The force of the blow was such that the two combatants smashed through the wall of the house, and tumbled into the cold night, debris raining upon them as the battle continued. Eventually, Grettir got the upper hand, and was able to pin Glam beneath him, He reached for his short sword to deliver the final blow, but then he made a mistake. He looked at Glam's eyes. They were pale white, the eyes of a corpse, and at that moment a beam of moonlight hit them, giving them an unholy, terrible glow. When Gretir saw the eyes of Glam, he felt fear for the first time in his life. And then Glam spoke, and these were the words with which he cursed Gretir. You have expended much energy, Grettir, in your search for me. Nor is that to be wondered at, if you should have little joy thereof. And now I tell you that you shall possess only half the strength and firmness of heart that were decreed to you if you had not striven with me. The might which was yours till now I am not able to take away, but it is in my power to ordain that never shall you grow stronger than you are now. Nevertheless, your might is sufficient, as many shall find to their cost. Hitherto you have earned fame through your deeds, but henceforward there shall fall upon you exile and battle. Your deeds shall turn to evil, and your guardian spirit shall forsake you. You will be outlawed, and your lot shall be to dwell ever alone. And this I lay upon you, that these eyes of mine shall be ever before your vision. You will find it hard to live alone and at last it shall drag you to death. Grettir shook off his terror, and dra- drawing the short sword, he decapitated Glam. He set the head so that it was staring at the zombie's butt, as that would stop him from reanimating again. Thorhall then came out of the house, having finally broken through the fear he had felt since he had first heard the door smashed in. He congratulated Grettir, and together they burned Glam's body until there were only cold ashes. These they collected, and carried off to a place where sheep do not graze, and people do not walk, and buried them there. By the time they had done this and were returning home, morning had broken, and they told the people of the town that all of that had happened. How Grettir had tested his strength against Glam, and had come away the victor. Grettir then became more famous than he had been previously, and was given a fine horse and expensive clothes by Thorhall and sent on his way. But this is a story told by a Germanic people. So Grettir did not live happily ever after. For the curse of Glam came true, and his life was filled with hardship, even though he had a strong heart and showed great kindness and nobility. And every time Grettir closed his eyes, he saw the eyes of Glam, and they frightened him. I hope you've enjoyed this Christmas time ghost story. If so, please consider leaving a like and subscribing to this podcast. If you would like to contribute to the continuation of the show, consider donating to the Patreon, where you will get access to bonus content and also have my undying gratitude, for as low as $3 a month. Until next time, listeners, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and don't go looking for zombie vikings to fight. Thank you for listening.